Yo, if you thought the McCrispy was busting, hold up. Bacon and Ranch have entered the chat. Say hello to the Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's, limited time only. It's like you're looking through a telescope. You see where you're going to be. Growing, getting better. You're not the person they see. Can't be mad at the things you've been through. Come Cause on. Cause they built they... your muscle. That's now you're stronger it. than you ever been. They can't mm. stop your hustle. Go get, go get it, go get, go get, get it. go get, go get, get your blessing. Go. It's your get time. It. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Campbell, old big head ass. <laughs> Wow. Well, you said you was feeling holy, and I was like, well, you know what? Like, I mean, it's a holy gonna... week. It is a holy week episode of Getting Grown, and a resounding praise the Lord, niggas, to each and every one of you. Bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> bruh, bruh. <laughs> I said, bruh, 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 I want to join Kia in her Iqua. revival. Like, I'm yes, trying to get... some Fran Iqua and her air horns and everything. That was wondrous, bruh, bruh, sister. Bruh, Thank bruh. you. You are so welcome. I was like, I know that was a truncated version. I only know but so much. I'm just stunned that you knew the verses. You better know. Okay, go ahead. Only but so much. <laughs> it's because the song comes in so aggressively that it was yeah. like, ah, the first time I <laughs> And so it just kind of punched me in the face the same way that Tina <laughs> Campbell does with her forehead. And, um, you know. I learned a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, how are you doing, sister? I'm doing well. I, um, yeah, I'm doing well. I am like back to back slap busy, but it's, but I, but I won't complain about it. it like I've said back before, to back it's slap busy. Back to back, back slap to back. busy. I mean, back to back. To the window, literally to the wall. Back to back. Yes. But I feel the good. Sweat drop down your balls, literally. <laughs> Till all these bitches fall. <laughs> Yo, but we're doing well. I have no complaints. Everything good. is wonderful. We are doing the best we can. We are safe and we have what we need. And okay. we are pushing through. We actually, mm-hmm. um, we actually are going to be guests Ooh. on a live show, honey. Listen, I mean, next we're going to be outside week, this amongst week. the public. Next Isn't week. Isn't it wild? Next week. This I believe week. April 13th is yeah. the date. So, uh, we are headed, I am headed to home. I'm going, we coming home to New York City. Hey. We're going to be down to the SOBs to support... Um, our Kalechi. sister Kalechi is having a live show on the in this country and, and okay. has invited Jade and I to the table. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get it on and talk talk about a little pop culture and politics and things with Kalechi. Um so it's the Say Your Mind live podcast, uh American edition, isn't it? Yes. Okay, so Kalechi's yes. coming over here and we're gonna join her up at her kitchen table. Um That's right. I wonder what they what do they call that? Huh? I don't know. We'll have to do. I guess a little, it would be uh, maybe a kitchen table. What do y'all call perhaps. the kitchen? I, I know the bathroom is the loo. Is. So I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they have another name for the kitchen. 
you know, like the mail, the mailbox is the post. So I'm like, I'm just just wondering. But that just could, you know, I don't know. Um, but yes, we're going to join Kalechi on her kitchen table. And so if you haven't gotten tickets and there are still tickets available and you are in the New York City or tri-state area, uh, April 13th, Say Your Mind podcast um, mm-hmm. with a little with a little feature uh, of Kia and myself. Featuring your girl. So it's going to be a good yes, time. we're going to have a time. Can't wait. It's going to be a good time. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we got a little trash to get into, so shall we head on over in that direction? Let's do it. It's time for a little basura. And I I realize that, you know, in in life happening, that we um, never acknowledged the passing of Lance Reddick. Uh, we Lance never did. Lance Reddick was we were I mean just to do that. A, a legend in the in the acting game. Um if you were a fan of the wire you already know. Uh and he passed away at the age of sixty years old, but the cause has recently come out and it was from a heart and artery disease. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that we um sent love uh his his loved ones away who have been coping with his passing. It's been it's been a few weeks now, um, and we didn't acknowledge it. And I wanted to make sure that we did that. So, rest in peace to Lance Reddick. Um, so recently, as you know, uh, a bunch of kids—I want to say three thousand of them—I could don't don't quote me on that number in Tennessee mm. went marching. Marching on up to their capital. And I was did there everything. in Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, you were there was, when it happened? I was there when the march was announced. I was not oh. anywhere near the capital, but I was okay. in Nashville. Because it happened on Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And so I didn't leave Nashville until Tuesday night. Um, wow. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, there was... The... the vibe in Nashville and I was in the downtown area uh the vibe in Nashville was sort of like strange because there was sort of like a group of people who were just sort of living life as normal uh mm-hmm. and just you know moving about um whether there were also a group of people who are just sort of very heavily feeling what the city mm-hmm. had been through and so you can sort of feel the contention between those two sort of like as folks was just like you know um, there, the, you felt that the the protesters that there, there were mm-hmm. people who were upset about the protesters protesting, the children, the kids who were just protesting like for their own safety, for their own safety. It was kind of just like, oh, the inconvenience of that happening to interrupt traffic and sort of the flow of sort of everyday. Wow. The tourism. So, what do you think that does, uh, Miss, for a five year old who's in the middle of? coloring in some dinosaurs and all of a sudden they have to do uh, a school safety a, sh- a, a safety shooting drill mm-hmm. what you think that does for their day you think that's convenient and that feels good right and that's what this is what's so infuriating about all of this i mean all of it i'm talking about all the bills i'm talking about the hate against uh, children <laughs> against black people against queer people, drag queens, trans people, just anything that's not like them, that they can't understand or wrap their heads around, 
And I think I would feel so much better if you all would say, we just want to get rid of all of you. A genocide is what or we are we trying to. we just don't to, care. Like, or we don't give a fuck. Reference, just not to even reference Kanye, but when, you, when he said George Bush don't care about black people, it would just be like, just some, just an honest acknowledgement. Like, we we are very much consumed with ourselves and our growth and our wealth and our privilege. Uh, and, and I know that y'all are dealing with what you're dealing with, but we don't care. Like, just acknowledge, mm-hmm. just an honest acknowledgement of that would just, to me, be appreciated. Because it's the nice, nasty, it's the passive, the passive mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. faking like we give a damn when in actuality we yeah. are going to continue to move about our lives as normal. And we will continue to buy our guns and pass laws uh, so that we can buy our guns even earlier. And and there will be no regulation or, uh, you know, anything to sort of actually um, ensure the Mm -hmm. safety of of the of the broader public. No, because we don't care about that. That doesn't impact us. Mm-mm. No, I so want them to say they want to get rid of everybody because well, that because too, the thing but I'm about just saying, it is you want to si- they silence folks. You see that they expelled three Democratic representatives for 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 standing with the children in protests. Who again? Let me reiterate: were protesting on behalf of their own safety and their own lives, their own ease, so that they can go to school. That is what they were protesting for. And these people said, these people walk past holding the arms and the shoulders of police officers to make sure that they were protected from children. And it's just like, <laughs> even being there on sort of seeing... for their own safety. Mm-hmm. Literally. And like, being there and sort of seeing... I, I tweeted, I was like, you know, uh, news coverage in a red state is a wild ride. Right? Mm-hmm. Because what the news was actually covering, like... It was almost like there was much more attention on. Everyone was focused on Trump's arraignment and sort of other sort of uh, there were other sort of like stories oh, trying that to were set running up their little raggedy ass on the news. Here. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> it was just like I know that the kids are protesting and marching for fear of their lives, but like mm-hmm. let's let's just have the plane. Let's just set the camera on Donald Trump's plane in New York because that's what we really need to see for hours at a time. I'd like to focus on Donald Trump's plane. But anyway, that's not the biggest issue. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the biggest issue. It's not. Like, the bigger... Because it's the the evil is much um, more expansive than a Donald Trump. All Donald Trump did was empower um, and inflate the egos and the hate of those that already had it. It's just right? gassing up the white supremacy. Yeah, just, it just emboldened it, just... them. Like, just filled them up. It was like, under he, threat he's like that yeast, like, and they rose. Yeah. Just you know? under threat that, that, you know, oh, you know what, these other people are going to come back and reclaim your country. Yep. They're going to come in he, for He empowered for that. But then you have... You have DeSantis and, and, and individuals like that who are just as motherfucking nasty, if not worse, because they're, they're not, not as stupid. But they're just as hateful, if not more. So the problem is so much bigger than a Trump. 
And it's well, he's it's, just sort of like the rep, the figurehead, the yeah, representative. Exactly, the rotten, useless orange pill. Like, just you ever had like a little bowl of cuties go bad on your table? Mm-hmm. That's what he looks like. But hey, I, listen, I still feel what I feel about him. Get that, get that man out of here. But the rest of them, like we have, like you said, it's the water. There's so much more to fight, and the fact that thousands of children pleading for their lives cannot get through to your humanity shows me that you ain't one. Right. You're not, you can't be a human. There's no fucking way. I have to believe that they're aliens. Like <laughs> that's the only logical explanation to me at this point. I have to believe that those hateful people are aliens. Um, <clears throat> Ooh, on to more rotten orange pills. Oh, so Marcus Houston, has this, a, this a, a one of them specials me. coming out on TV one. And they're giving him the opportunity to tell his story now. It's like an unsung hear for like, I don't either because I, I w- l- listen, I just watched Tevin Campbell's. Okay. That was one that I could stand behind. I was like, I'm going to go watch Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell was real honest with us, told us that he was a brat and hard to work with at times. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you to, have to know. It's self-reflection. He was like, oh, my attitude here was awful. Um, gave you some insight as to maybe where some things went. Because so he was so talented, right? Is running this? TV One. Mm. TV One. So I just so happened to, to, to see that special the other day. And then saw a commercial that Marcus Houston has one coming out. I will not be partaking because oh, what you're not going to do is sit up here and try to humanize Mm-mm. the experience of you being a 36 year old man at the time, uh, in a friendship quote unquote with a 17 year old girl. There's just not nothing in this motherfucking world. That's going to make me feel, think or ever like gravitate to that being okay. No. And thank you. And then marrying her at 19 and you like, Groomer, talk about, nasty. Talk about he, they didn't have any contact until she was of age. It's like I don't believe that. Number one, number I two, don't either. Uh, number two, like that does not make this any better. It doesn't make this any less um, concerning. Disconcerting. There is not a single solitary world gross. where a seventeen-year-old needs to be friends with a thirty-six-year-old. Not no, no, no. It's I just, don't understand it. We met through mutual friends at a party or something like that. And I was like... Why is a child at a party with adults? Why if is a 17-year-old and a 36-year-old at the same party? This is what I'm saying. Like, if I show up at a function... It better be a baby shower. And there are 16-year-olds. And it's not like a family cousin and I'm not related to any of them. <laughs> Sis, this one, if it's, it's not, not a graduation be... party, if it's not a birthday... If it's not a, a a baby shower, then why the fuck are we, why are we like hanging out in the same places? Mm-mm. It's alarming. And there's nothing in my spirit that wants to hang out with this with a 19 year old at this point. You know what I mean? Like, not not one nothing, not one iota, not even a little bit. So I just bad. I I Marcus Houston, yuck. But also TV yeah. One, like, what the fuck are you doing by giving him a platform for this they bullshit? Know that people are going to watch. I think there's so much that's going on that is related to sort of like clout and clicks and just sort of attracting no none. Yeah, 
Like that's Mm-mm. we are no longer driven by like things like quality and integrity and we we are now more into sort of being like notorious where you mm-hmm. can be notoriety is not always is is not often attached to good things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. It is about making money. They know that people are going to watch and talk about it. And there'll be think pieces. And lots of people will, con- it will, it will garner a lot of attention. That's why they're doing it. Well, this is where it begins and ends here. Period. I, I just want we to let not you be know how disgusted that, yes. I, that I was by finding out that they were even, that they even entertained that type of special. Um, <clears throat> it just really annoyed me. Um, do not want it's giving do not want uh <laughs> last really sad news actually um mm-hmm. i mean i don't know him but it's just sad for anybody the founder of cash app uh was found yeah. was, was fatally stabbed in san francisco that we have crazy. like any backstory, any nope. motive, any sort of they don't have any leads right now. Like this is happening. Or no, happened? they've they've uh, rendered it a homicide. No, you're fine. They rendered they they said it was a homicide, but they don't have any leads as to who it was. It was at like two something in the morning. It was in San Francisco, um, but they don't have any leads as to who it was or any scary motive times. yet or anything. But Very scary it's times. just uh, it's like. That's just so crazy. And apparently he was a big, big leader in the tech world, like really well respected sure. within the tech yeah. world. I can imagine now. Uh, yes. And so I just want to <clears throat> I want I, I don't I don't wish any family to have to deal mm-hmm. with um, that kind of loss or news. Not at all. Not so <clears throat> we send them, you know, we rest in peace to 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 that young man. Um. And shout out to black people also, because that app was originally called Square Cash. <clears throat> oh yeah, what? Just a little fun fact. Not to not to be disrespectful to his, you know. I wanted to make sure that we his acknowledge legacy. that. But how did it get changed to Cash App, and why because, does black people are responsible? Because black people kept calling it Cash App, and so they eventually <laughs> I love changed. That for us it to cash app like we always refer to it as cash app and eventually before you really you're like oh it was square cash and then it switched to cash app fascinating yep wow we are just Mm. such a trendy folk (laughs) trend setters we are trend setters but yeah much love to 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 his family and to his loved ones and anybody who's dealing with the loss uh with with such a sudden and heart and heartbreaking loss and that's our trash, actually, for this week. We can move on to a shout-out, actually, because I have one. My sister's popping right now, like. All right. It's time for a shout-out. And this week, <laughs> I'm shouting out Kia and myself of the Getting Grown Podcast because we... Had us a little mini segment on the news, y'all. CBS. Wow, what a time. To be alive. I mean, Mm. you know, it was really dope. We randomly got a request from a listener um, who uh, was a producer at CBS and uh, wanted to do something on Black Podcasts. And so we 
recorded a segment and um, I was thinking that it was going to be multiple podcasts involved. So I was like really um, surprised and humbled and really mm-hmm. appreciative to see uh, that it was a whole segment about getting grown. Like, it was. what? I was so shocked. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting all that. <laughs> me neither. I was and like waiting for them to be like, oh, and this podcast is about another thing. But they nope. kept talking about us. They was giving us B-roll footage. and Wow. And, and, you know, and shout out to Mandy of Full Court Studios because we recorded at Full yes. Court Studios. Shout out yes. to NL Makeup who had us on the beat that was the same day we did a photo shoot. That's the same mm-hmm. day we recorded an episode and a pre-show. <laughs> it was a full day. But, it was a full day, honey. But, um, we, but yeah, shout so, out to Nikki of NL Makeup, also yeah. slash Plentiful Brows. Shout out to uh, Antoinette, because she was around on that day as well. She was our guest. Shout out to Mary for all that she's doing behind the scenes for getting grown. Um yeah, we're really grateful and we're excited uh, to see what we do in this year of turning six. You know what I'm saying? That's when you like when you go to school and you're six, you know, then you start like kind of doing stuff. You start learning yeah. how to count and, you know, there's no more nap time or none of that shit. So getting grown is growing up, y'all. We're going to see what we do in this year of turning six and beyond. And we're grateful to each and every single one of you who uh, supports us and tunes into this show and interacts with us and sends love and commentary and just makes it feel like the community that it actually is. We're really, really grateful for all of you. Yeah. And shout Um, out to the producer that reached out to us. I think her name was Jenna. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Jenna for thinking of getting grown and for uh, putting together such an awesome segment. So we really appreciate you um, for recognizing um, getting grown in the way that you did. And so, Thank you so much, uh, and shout out to everyone who helped to make the day a wonderful day. So uh, yes. we will link, uh, put the link to where you can watch the segment. If you've yet to see it, we'll put the link in the description box so you can check it, check it out. Yes, and it is available on the Patreon um, in its entirety. Oh, look at us. But we have a guest sister, do we not, over at this kitchen table? We do. I'm very excited. Uh, We will uh, allow her to introduce herself formally, but I'm excited uh, because this is someone, one of the uh, people that I follow and probably engage with the most on on down to the Instagram because she is constantly posting content that gets the people together. Uh, She is a a world-renowned speaker, a clinical psychologist, um, a, a researcher, a professor who is dedicated to educating the next generation of black psychologists. She's committed to mental health um, and uh, really uh, uh, radically reimagining black possibility and, and um, you know, just black liberation, parenting okay. toward the direct uh, parenting uh, liberated children. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. All of the things that she is putting out, always calling attention to the ways in which we uh, have been steeped in problematical, uh, problematic and racist practice and speaking mm-hmm. truth to power. So we're excited to welcome Dr. Raquel Martin to the kitchen table. So yes. make sure you head into the next segment and uh, listen up, honey. It's good. As I'm staunchly sitting in my adulthood, I learn more and more about myself every day. And one of those things is I like quality, okay, from my clothes to my jewelry and beyond. 
And another thing I learned is I want no need my quality to be affordable. So when you ask, you shall receive. And with that, I found Quince. Now I get all my luxury essentials and stay on budget. I'm talking 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. So my favorite part? Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. My daughter stays losing her earrings, so I was able to get a few pair of 14-karat everyday hoops for $50, $49.90 to be exact, and that's almost unheard of. And don't get me started on my Mongolian cashmere cardigan. It's my new favorite staple, and you heard all that suppleness in those fabrics, Indulge in affordable luxury. Treat yourself. Go to quince.com slash grown for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash grown to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash grown. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back. I told y'all, I told y'all we were in for a treat and I'm personally yeah. excited because one of my good, good Judy's down to the Instagram to help me process the wildness <laughs> that is the internet is here mm. at the kitchen table with Jade and I. So everybody, please welcome to uh, Getting Grown, my friend, Dr. Raquel Martin. Hey, girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. Of course. Oh my I, just got, I just got hip to you, Dr. Raquel. Because you, you were on our list. Well, you know, I'd be lost over here a lot of times. And I think <laughs> people lost. like I do. I'd be over here wandering in, in my <laughs> own forest. Um, and no. so I don't know what's going on most of the time. But when I find out, I'm always happy to be there. So yes. you saw me pop up in your Instagram a few weeks ago. Uh, and I have Thank been you. quite pleased with what I've come across so far. I'm not going to hold you. Yes, because I appreciate it. In addition to being uh, a social media uh, breakout star these last few months, Dr. Raquel mm-hmm. Martin is a licensed clinical psychologist, a professor, a psychologist. Ac- yeah, I mean, she can get your niggas brains together. <laughs> yeah, if I if I want to, some of y'all, I just be like, you know, I'm okay. You two are a lost my wanderer. Load, my caseload is full. Yes, indeed. At the moment, uh, in addition to her uh, being a clinical psychologist, she is also uh, a researcher, a scientist, a professor at Tennessee State University. Uh, she is a podcaster. She is a wife. She is a mother, and mm-hmm. most importantly, she be getting these people together down what? to the interwebs. And mm-hmm. we we just want to thank you for your work, girl. Thank you we for do. your work. Oh yeah, thank you the, the, all the work. You know, I saw you guys had a segment come out oh. too about providing a safe space us. for Black. Listen, you know, and we're sitting and here in this safe space with these Black. And it was say it's safe. It started it's out safe, safe before we even got on here with you all. So we know it's going to be a good time. Welcome. Yeah. Um, so I know that a lot of your work has dealt with uh, dealing with uh, racism related stress. Um, and um, your website, you talk um, about uh, feeling this burden or responsibility for training the next generation of black clinical psychologists to mm-hmm. to help us all sort of process the craziness that is the world. Tell us a little bit about your journey to this work. Uh, how did you how did you find yourself here in this place right now? 
So I um, I went to Fisk for undergrad, um, and when I started out, I was actually a bio major. I was going to go. I was wanted to be a nurse, mm-hmm. um, toying with the thoughts of like uh, med school, mm-hmm. and most of my classes bored the crap out of me. <laughs> um, like I was like really really bored, and I was just like, oh, you know, school's forever. Is this worth it? Um, and the only class that didn't bore me was classes were Spanish because I love Spanish, um, Black history because Fisk, uh, you had you were required to take a one of our history courses. Come on. Um, and then psychology. Mm-hmm. And psychology was just always very interesting to me. I had no exposure to like psychology from a black perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a psychology class in high school, but I had never been able to actually learn about black psychologists mm-hmm. or mental health professionals or the integration of um, black mental health and public health and how it can change policy mm-hmm. and how if anyone needs therapy, we do. Um, and it, it really combined the aspect of history, which I love, um, mm-hmm. while also discussing the way to make changes in the world. Like um, I was taught by Dr. Sheila Peters and she discussed not only like Freud, who we discussed him briefly, but like mm-hmm. Dr. Joanza Kanjufu and Dr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kenneth and Mamie Phipps Clark and the integration between like the doll study and Brown versus board of education right. and showing mm-hmm. that you can make like lasting change within the, within the community um, through psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always state that if I didn't go to Fisk uh, in if, uh, for psychology, if I didn't go there and have my first course re- regarding like school and, and mental health and black mental health be at Fisk, I probably would not be a psychologist. Mm-hmm. It was definitely integral in me deciding to focus on mental health. And that's why I see teaching at like a, at an HBCU and mentoring the next um, phase of clinicians, whether you're doing social work or licensed marriage and family therapists mm-hmm. or counselors or psych- psychologists, um, it's such an important and like fun task because I, I, one, I love the youths. They keep me, <laughs> they keep me uh, on things like I would have, <laughs> I would have never known who Creshawn was, and to have a really good example, Ooh, Jesus. I would have never had a very valid example of emotional abuse if I was not plugged into them. Yeah. And now, anytime we talk about inappropriate mm. relationships mm. or communication, I'm like, okay, so you remember y'all friend? Like this is what was in this scenario. <laughs> Blue face, oh, old this yeah. You're talking about you're talking about the little white rapper crayfish, right? No, I thought she was talking Crayfish. about blue, fi- blue, blue face. face. And oh, Krishan. wait, what's that girl saying? Oh, I've been Krishan. calling that girl Krishine. No, <laughs> blue face and Krishan. I thought you were talking about the little <laughs> white rapper, Cray, 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 Sean. Cray. Who was that? Oh, the little Gucci, Gucci, is. Fendi, Fendi. I was, I don't know. My mind, I told you I'd be wandering I in my forest, Dr. Song. Raquel. No, but see, the thing is, I didn't know anything about these people, right? And then I'm giving them examples, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, y'all give me an example currently. Like, connect what you're saying mm-hmm. to, like, what's what's cool in your worlds and all of the interwebs <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and then I'm like, but I will tell you, they have, like, when I first started looking up to learn about their stuff, they ruined my algorithm. Oh, um, I can with imagine. With internet, I was getting all these videos, and I'm like, what? Yeah, Who do y'all exactly. think I am? Exactly. Yeah, the Hades like, are It's not mine. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's not. I don't want it. But yeah. But it's 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 great because I feel like one of the issues is that there aren't enough mental health professionals that look like me. Um, and then taking the social media, I really wanted to break down the the third wall of like having transparency of like, you know, we're people too, mm-hmm. and I want my space to be a space for people learning about black mental health, but also clinicians in training yeah. to let you know, I think there are ways to practice anti-racist and anti-oppressive care. There are ways to decide you're going to do policy or create your own programs. It doesn't mm-hmm. only have to be limited to therapy. And I really hope to do that through teaching and 
yeah. through like social media. Like you don't you don't have to feel like your love of like rap means that you're not professional enough. Like you don't have to yes. feel like uh, there's such thing as wearing your hair a certain way to get the job because mm-hmm. I do it all mm-hmm. um, and I do it well mm-hmm. and I get to be authentic in my space because yes. I know what I'm talking about. Like bottom Absolutely. at the end of the day, you just got to know what you're talking about. You know, you know, I I, I really. What is it called? Clapbacks with citations. Because uh, um, I'm not receipts. here for it. Oh, receipts. Like, yeah, receipts. Receipts. Facts and examples. Yes. We need yes. that. <laughs> like every single time. Every and I time. feel like when black people try to go into mental health or into this field, a lot of times we're told that like we're not enough or mm-hmm. that's not evidence-based. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's more evidence-based than my experience and experience of all of my peers saying yeah. that we have the shared experience of oppression? If, they, if you want to get technical, that's a qualitative mm-hmm. data analysis. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can give you the words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is very valid. So... I very, I very much find it very helpful because I feel like if I had a, a mentor earlier on, I probably could have had less missteps, but it's hard to find us. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. So like social media, I feel like is really a requirement of my job because I, I, I can't reach everybody. Mm-hmm. No, I love um, it. But I you can it. easily see me for free. Yeah. Like just go on to interwebs. Mm-hmm. And I love that aspect of your work because, you know, so much of, I think for, for in many ways, black people have been conditioned to just sort of accept what we are given or to sort of yes. tolerate mm-hmm. mistreatment and to just sort of, well, that's the way it is. And we are not, uh, you know, encouraged to speak up and call out and call in and call attention to. And mm-hmm. so what I love yeah. about your particular approach to creating your content is like, you know, it's not just about let me just... Uh, you know, latch on to whatever is viral. It's like, let me show y'all that this is viral, yes, but there's actually lots of problematic, uh, violent... terrible things that are happening here and you mm-hmm. need to be aware of what you're consuming so that you can be an informed consumer and if you're being treated mm-hmm. this way you have options so there's just a lot of of ways that you teach um mm-hmm. and you really sort of to me demonstrate that teaching is so much more it is absolutely lectures and classrooms and the conventional ways that we we teach and train but it is so much more to the ways in which information is is shared absolutely yeah because I think there's so many times where we will like lionize these different aspects of learning, like uh, being in academia mm-hmm. or um, even like like TEDx talks, stuff like that. However, I learned just as much about like the black experience in the way that people choose to share them. And not everyone's going to be someone who can sit and hear a lecture, but they may be able to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. They may write a novel. They may do poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think like a lot of times we're focusing on like, cultural competence in the wrong way but the issue is like the people who are being harmed when it comes to culturally inept people are my people right Mm -hmm. so i'm like y'all need to get it together you can't tell me that you can't find this information because i done talked about this topic like four times the the, Hmm. the posts are pinned okay (laughs) so there's no way like you know like and it's i always i see it as like an attack against like mine Mm -hmm. (laughs) like me and mine when i say like family you know, black people have this aspect of linked fate and I see this as my community. And it's mm-hmm. just like, I mean, I am a fierce friend and mm-hmm. family member. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, if you got a problem, oh, how are we going to do it? How are we going to deal with this? Yeah, I can come up with a plan Oh, you TTG, just like us. TTG, we were trained to go. Yeah. Let's go. Like, do you remember people's numbers because they don't give you your phone in lockup just in case? I just want you to be prepared. I don't know. Just remember some phone numbers real quick. Let's see what we got to do. So when mm-hmm. you started but, getting into yeah. this work, um, <clears throat> because this is this is heavy work, right? When you yeah. started getting into this, how did that 
How did that play a part in your personal life and how you dealt with your family? <clears throat> Excuse me, because I know you mentioned, mm -hmm. just like many of us, we don't come from backgrounds of uh, a focus on our mental health or or any yeah. of those things. So how has your work influenced your personal life in dealing with your family members and your loved ones? Well, it's interesting. So like whenever my family or like my friends, cause they have children and a good aspect of my specialty was in family systems okay. and they'll ask specific questions. Mm -hmm. And I always say, I don't tell people what to do with their kids. Mm. And they're like, you do it for a living. And I'm like, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I, don't tell family, I, I, I don't tell family what to do with their kids. Right. And they're like, what? I'm like, listen, I can provide you with some resources. Um, but I am not, that is not our relationship. And mm -hmm. one of the biggest things, if any, if all my friends get anything, I know that they, they know 100% what the difference between a friend and a family member is and a licensed professional. Because yes. I school them on it often. Well, can't mm. you help me? I can help you in many ways, but we're friends. Mm -hmm. And I cannot be objective. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the salience in therapy is, one, the non-reciprocal relationship, because you get to just focus on you. Mm -hmm. And the objectivity. I said, there's no objectivity with you, girl. If you tell me a problem that has to do with your your uh, husband, I'm going to be like, screw, we don't we're need going him. Because I'm not objective. All over that how dare he ask you to clean up after yourself? That's crazy. Accountability? That's that man wild. wants you to be accountable How when you hold he? him accountable? Exactly. That's crazy. If I was you, I'd, I, you know, I, hinged, I don't know the acts, <laughs> but I would do that. You know, I can't be objective, yes. right? Like, because it's just like, girl, I love you, mm -hmm. please. Mm -hmm. I like that. Ain't no way. I like that. Um, so they all get the objectivity because I straight be like, oh, no, I don't do that. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I can't provide you with some resources, though. Do you need some resources? And I think that's uh, fair. I always wonder with, with, uh, with um, mental health professionals, how mm -hmm. you all navigate family members. And I know like, as far as my friends and my family, they, they also, they hold a boundary and I actually try yeah. to hold mine as well, but I know not all family members or friends or loved ones know how to hold boundaries. So I wondered how you dealt with those types of interactions. Well, I always, I always tell people like, you know, when they're talking about boundaries, like a boundary guides your behavior, mm -hmm. a rule guides someone else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so many times you see these think pieces about like, oh, what do you do when someone violates your boundaries? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's the wrong title because you violated your own boundaries in response to something else because a boundary guides your behavior. Mm -hmm. So it's more so like what to do when you violated your own boundaries, mm -hmm. how to deal with it going forward. Mm -hmm. So my boundary is always no. Okay, fair. Thank you. Like, and Thank then if sharing. I violate my boundary, I'm like, well, what contributed to me violating the boundary? Mm -hmm. Well, it was the fact that it was an elder and I, you know, they asked me questions and I felt like I couldn't answer. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I was in a good mood and I'd had a couple of drinks. So I felt like I therapized <laughs> everybody, you know, like, you know, like really just identifying what getting, got, got in the way. Mm -hmm. But I will say the one thing that actually did that does, that has come up that I had to be really get better at when it came to having therapy and with my family is like being very good at monitoring. Um, we talked about this before, like emotional residue. Like mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll deal with significant um, encounters because mm -hmm. therapy is pretty intense and a good chunk of my training was in assault. Okay. Oh. And um, mm -hmm. I would have like a, like an aftertaste of like a stressful aspect of compassion mm -hmm. fatigue. And then I would go straight home mm -hmm. and then I hadn't processed my feelings. And then I would, uh, we call it sliming all over people. But then I would like slime all, like I would just like be mm -hmm. stressed out and give someone energy that they, you know, that they did not deserve. Mm -hmm. So one thing I had to get really good at um, was creating, being aware of like my bodily response to sessions, giving myself a break between sessions, um, 
being aware of my caseload. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you can't have all people talk about diversity in terms of like ethnicity and gender stuff like that. But as a clinician, you also have diversity and you 20 trauma cases, 20 anxiety cases, 20 mm -hmm. depressive cases. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. You mm -hmm. have to have breaks. And when I was dealing with like a significant aspect of trauma and processing people's trauma narratives, I actually had to give myself 30 minutes after work before I came home because mm -hmm. um, I needed a gap before going home. And I would just listen to a comedy podcast or something in my car to kind of like add it. But it took a while for me to get that because I didn't realize mm -hmm. for a while that I was bringing that home until my husband was like, hey, you know, on these days you come back and you just have this energy and I want to be supportive, but like sometimes I don't feel like I deserve what I'm getting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I was not even aware of it, but I was like, um, yeah. And you know what? You're right. I've been having a really tough time and I'm sitting here thinking that I'm managing it well and I'm not. Mm -hmm. So being a clinician has really helped me to be aware of self-monitoring better. And it actually helps me to be more receptive to um, being aware that a lot of stuff I'll just cut off. Like if someone is being ridiculously rude and I didn't earn that, mm -hmm. I'm like, well, if I know one thing, it's the fact that every behavior I get isn't a behavior that I've earned. Mm -hmm. So typically I'm like, well, let me help you so you can get out my face because you're not about to turn my bad, <laughs> bad moment to a bad day. No. So I'm better at like cutting stuff off and be like, mm, I didn't earn that. Mm -hmm. Like it, it has helped because I've had situations where you didn't earn what you got from me. Mm -hmm. And I, I just become more aware of like, I tell everyone just... A lot of times you will think that that you're okay, but low frustration tolerance is a sign for most people, and most people don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. I was telling my students the other day, we were talking about diagnoses. I was like, anger is misrepresented most of the time. Anger tells you a lot. Mm -hmm. But when I tell you that it is not appropriate to be walking around with a funky attitude all the time, that's not your personality. Something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you may think it's your personality, because the reason behind that funky attitude can be an environment that you're unable to accept or mm -hmm. unable to exit. Um, mm -hmm. It could also be a person who is consistently around you. So you think it's your personality, but it's really mm -hmm. the person or the environment mm -hmm. that you haven't been able to escape your whole life. So I'm just like, you know, it's easy to get to a 10 when you wake up at an eight every day mm -hmm. and you're not, mm -hmm. you think it's your personality and it's not. I'm mm -hmm. like, so, and a bunch of students ask me questions afterwards. I said, I'm not diagnosing your friends or your parents. <laughs> I'm not diagnosing them. Um, Plus y'all ain't paying One of my students... <laughs> <laughs> One of my students asked me, like, well, if we talk about separation anxiety, because I think my mom got that. I said, I'm not diagnosing your moms. Mm. Okay? I'm not I'm not doing that. Not but, you know, for. even just telling them that, like, hey, if you feel upset for a significant amount of time, depressed mood isn't the only indicator of depression. Mm -hmm. Irritability is, too. Mm -hmm. They had never heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They had never heard that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you got to be aware of your own stuff. Information is so powerful. And it is. Um, it is. what I love about these opportunities to have these kinds of conversations is that we're able to sort of make people aware, give people new perspective mm -hmm. yes. and new insight into certain things. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is given the extremely ghetto condition of the world at this time, especially as it relates yeah. to white supremacy um, and mm -hmm. uh, this gross miscarriage of justice and quote unquote democracy that is currently happening in Tennessee. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, with the expulsion of uh, the two black male senators or legislators um, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, for participating in uh, the protests against gun violence. We ingest yeah. all kinds of um, bad news all day. Mm -hmm. um, and just the blatant outright racism um, and the gaslighting that also accompanies that when people saying that racist behavior isn't racist. What 
what are the ways that we can keep ourselves safe? Um, how do we keep ourselves healthy and well enough to do the work of act activism or even mm -hmm. just to exist um, in anti-racist ways? Um, what, what advice do you have for people who are tired and hurting and uh, not sure how to deal with what we're dealing with right now? Yeah, because what you're... <clears throat> What you're describing is something that I feel like is not talked about enough. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like activism fatigue mm -hmm. or um, just trying to deal with the impact of trying to put forth the work. Because I've always, I also specialize in black identity development. And one mm -hmm. aspect of these um, frameworks is the fact that in order to get to a certain level of black identity development, like a a firm level, there's a belief that you have to have some aspect of activism within your life. Mm -hmm. Because if you are a black person, you see the disproportionate impact that certain things have on you. Mm -hmm. So in order to reach a certain level of black identity development and achievement, you also have to feel as though you're able to make a change within your environment, like combat, like active, active work towards um, social change. Mm -hmm. And so many black people are doing that and they're dealing with the, the, activism fatigue mm -hmm. where they feel like um signs are like feeling numb yeah <clears throat> to like all the things that you're seeing uh activism takes time and energy so it can be the fact that you're forgetting to eat mm -hmm. and forgetting um like to drink mm -hmm. um you were also experiencing likely like low frustration tolerance mm -hmm. um and then a lot of times people will feel a sense of helplessness or like hopelessness because they're just like you know this is another bill that didn't get passed this is another um, shooting. This is another scenario that, you know, I protest and protest and there's only so much I can do. Mm -hmm. um, and just the aspect of like, it takes time and energy to go to all of these protests and trying to be present for everything mm -hmm. and then still feel like you're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. So it comes in, like, there's this whole aspect of, am I doing enough, but I need to, do I need to be doing more, but I'm also tired. Did I eat? Did I sign up for this? Should I have donated? Questioning yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and most of the time, uh, I think of it the same way that I talk about like dealing with like racism related stress. One, this is a very valid issue, mm -hmm. right? Um, I feel like just like you mentioned, it's very helpful to provide education because it can normalize your experience. And when you're going through mental health issues, it's so isolating mm -hmm. uh, to feel like, because most of the time people will come and be like, all right, I, I just want to know, am I tripping? Like, yeah. am I, they'll be like, am I crazy? Yes. Or is this like a real mm -hmm. thing? And I'm like, it's always a real thing mm -hmm. because you experience it and you're real. Mm -hmm. So it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and signs are always helpful so you can know if it comes up to you. But one of the things I, I tell people is it, it can be helpful to log out for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, <clears throat> we talk about compassion, compassion fatigue a lot in mental health because we can't do our jobs if we're um, emotionally raw. And then, you know, that's what therapy sessions are. It's the same thing with activism. And it's even more difficult because... Um, if you're you're having to write for like a newspaper, or you're having to present on something or be correspondence, or you're doing you know a podcast where you're being aware of what's happening in the world, and of course you're going to talk about what's happening in the world. You're experiencing it as a professional. Mm -hmm. um, this is your job. You're experiencing it as a person. Mm -hmm. The people you see being harmed look like you, mm -hmm. um, and they're just a human in the world. So it can be helpful to log out. A lot of times when I've worked with activism activists regarding this, I'm like, okay, I understand this is your bread and butter, and I do not want you to get fired, mm -hmm. and uh, you're typically taking on three, four pieces and every single one has to do with racism related stress and stuff like that. I'm telling you going at this pace, you're not going to be able to do any pieces. Right. Cause you're right. So you can either yourself. decrease it now. Mm -hmm. You can make room and make time for health mm -hmm. or you can make room or time for illness. Right. Cause it's going to come. There's mm -hmm. no way you can, you, you can do that. Right. Um, I also mentioned like building community. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I see like there's a lot of stuff with mental health about like apps, like better help and also their stuff. And I, I think those can be useful when a good clinician is on them because there's also difficulties with like it's very hard to have oversight of all of those clinicians mm-hmm. and stuff gets falls through the cracks. But what I really appreciate are these communities that are coming up. Yeah that are focused on specific identities and focus on specific mental health issues, focusing on, you know, black DEI workers or activists or athletes Mm -hmm. um, and finding communities of individuals within your shared identity. Those are really helpful Mm. Um, because the same way in mental health as a psychologist, we have supervision. Mm -hmm. We have like individual supervision where we can talk about our cases. We have group supervision where we talk about it with groups. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have consultation groups. Um, And I really feel like when it comes to activism, because it does have a mental health impl- implication and everything does, they need to start going the way of creating groups like that. Mm-hmm. Like in order to get my license, I was supervised. I had to do individual supervision, group supervision. It focused on my cases, but it also focused on me. Individuals who are dealing with activism, like y'all are doing, mm-hmm. I feel like it also needs to be the same way. Yeah. There needs to be a, a ability to talk to same identity, same voices where people are going through the same thing and focus on that. Mm -hmm. And even if we just talking about, I don't know, what's your favorite soda for the Mm -hmm. day? If you feel the need to talk about something else, you have that space Mm -hmm. with shared identities because it's very difficult to discuss things with people who don't get it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also say one of the things I often say is like, eat a cookie, like like chill, (laughs) but not like, I say eat a cookie in terms of like physically, like legit eat that cookie. But I also mean like everything does not have to be vegetables. Um, It's great to feel affirmed and be educated in what's going on in the world. And it's okay to watch Seeking Brother Husband. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Because I don't even, I don't believe in that. Like, um, what's it called? What's your um guilty pleasure? My pleasures are never guilty. I appreciate I, them l- fully. Let me, hold on, Dr. Raquel, because <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. Because let me tell you something. Kia knows nothing mm-hmm. irritates me more than somebody eating a donut or a bag of chips and being like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just so bad for me right now. I'm like, bitch, shut up and eat the fucking donut. Enjoy and it. Enjoy every and now you got to eat another one. Right, right. Because you didn't enjoy the first experience. So now you've got to create yeah. another one and eat the bag of chips. Mm-hmm. They're jalapeno, yeah. they're crunchy, and they're delicious. Yes. Shut up and yep. eat them. So and I enjoy just enjoy it. You. You enjoy but I do so also, um, I, 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 I love what you're saying about finding like-minded groups and individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that needs to start from youth. At my daughter's school, actually, they have small affinity groups. And so she's part of the black girl affinity group and they have the black boy affinity group and they have the LGBTQIA plus affinity group and so forth and so on. So that those children can break off into spaces that feel safe to them and discuss Mm -hmm. whatever it is that's on their spirit at the time. And I love that you're admonishing adults to do the same thing in order to find moments of peace. And I know you mentioned sitting in a car, taking 30 minutes before you go in the house yeah. How wh- how else do you decompress from all of this? Because you're 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 putting all your power out there, and you're, mm-hmm. you're which is beautiful. It's a beautiful gift that you're giving people on how to navigate. But how do you personally, Raquel, not Doctor Raquel? Yeah. How do you decompress yeah. and navigate <laughs> in in all of this kerfuffle that we live in? Honestly, lately I haven't been doing the best job at it. That's fair. Um, yeah. uh, so typically, when I'm on it, mm-hmm. uh, we will um, like one. I need to spend time with my husband without these kids around because it was me and him before it was me and them. Okay. Right. So like very much keying into mm-hmm. like time with my husband is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Doing uh, girls' nights, we do like me and my friends. We do one uh, once a month. Uh, spending time with my children in the way that like I want to spend time with them because sometimes I get. 
I get sensory overload uh, because you lose a lot of autonomy as a parent. And um, I never really thought I had an issue with like touch and I don't have an issue with touch. I have an issue with unwanted touch, but with babies, you have to regulate yourself so that you can co-regulate them. Mm-hmm. And my youngest, he wants to be co-regulated. He's just like, I am going to climb back in the womb. Like, Are he we wants- the same? Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. So or, little, because I have to Noah's like very affectionate and I'm I'm not I never thought I was it's just it's is it is it that not, it's not even just being not it's like well yeah on my terms yo like I said it's, yes. it's seven o'clock well it's usually o'clock I don't have morning. any terms like my friends will be like I have to hug you because you won't <laughs> you won't <laughs> hug me ever first and I'm you like, have to like okay. it's like hugging Jade is like it's like jumping in a double dutch rope you just have to like do it you can't. Yeah, like, you is, it, is it good? No, I'm about to, I gotta take it. Like, I gotta take it. Like, I know it's consensual because you're not gonna fight me. But yeah. I'm about to. Yeah. But it's the same thing, and and she's been such a beautiful lesson. Um, yeah. My husband asked me when I told Kia, I told Sarah Jakes mm-hmm. Roberts, I was like, he asked me if I was, if my mother was affectionate, and I had to stop mm-hmm. and think, and I was like, well, I guess not so much physically, and it's just not my, it's just not my way. I don't feel. I don't feel like cringe if somebody touches me. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. Um. Yeah, and it's also like you, it's also like you also probably show love in a different way too, right? Because Mm -hmm. everyone shows love in different ways. Mm -hmm. I'm typically affectionate. However, like there's a ceiling and it's been reached. Yeah, it's been reached. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, you, I could be the most lovey-dovey person in the world, and this is still too much. Mm-hmm. I, so I was like, I know I love you, but I am not that cool. Mm-hmm. And I love I'm that not. you're. I love that you're. You're saying this out loud to all of yeah. us as a mental health professional, as oh, yeah. a mental health professional in a specific stressful space, who also yeah. is a human being. I love that you're 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 uh, sharing that openly with us. That you reach your limits and your and your ceilings as well. Yeah. And that's the issue, right? Like when it comes to being black overall, the issue that contributes to the sustainability of racism and oppression, stuff like that is dehumanization. Mm -hmm. It's dehumanization. It's adultification. Those are the issues. And those are definitely happening with like individuals, men, women, individuals who don't identify as men or women, like just not seeing us as humanity. If you can't appeal to my humanity, then you feel like you can treat me less than. If you don't see my babies as babies, you feel like you need to treat them as adults. And and, and adults are afforded way less freedoms. They're not understood and stuff like that. So like, I typically, like, even with the platform of being, like, mental health, I typically, like, be like, also, mm-hmm. anytime someone messages me, like, oh, you seem like you have it all together. Oh, let me do another post about how I don't. Mm-hmm. Because, and it's not, it's not appropriate. Like, it's not, it's not going to be possible for me to have it all together. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, I was going to work out and had stayed up with the babies because they were up. And I went to reach for the weight. And I was like, just give me a second. Started crying, could not stop. Mm-hmm. Could not stop crying. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, you know, just give me a second. And he was like, it's okay. I was like, I am so tired. I have never been this tired in my life. Mm-hmm. I genuinely feel like I am doing something wrong because they are not sleeping right, which isn't the case. My trainer has four children and he's like, you ain't doing nothing wrong. <laughs> it's just what right. it is. Um, but I also miss it as well. Like the working out helps. But then I was starting to be like, this isn't even anywhere near mm-hmm. enjoyable. Like it was never 100% enjoyable, but like mm-hmm. I got the utility of it. It's even starting to be that was a stressor or spending time with my friends and stuff like that. So ways that I check in are working out, making sure I'm eating appropriately, spending time with my um, family and my friends and spending time alone Mm -hmm. Uh, because I Mm -hmm. I have a job where I give of myself a lot. Mm -hmm. I love my job. 
I love being a teacher. I love being a professor. I love engaging with the children and hoping that like, you know, if, if one of y'all becomes a mental health professional, I have one. Yeah, I don't right. care. Well, I don't, I don't right. need 51. If all of y'all go, because I, re- I refer to them as like, y'all are my dismantlers, mm-hmm. okay? Y'all got more days ahead of you than I do, mm-hmm. okay? I need you to knock this system down yes. every day, right? Um, so very much seeing that, but like- And I know it, you can fight because I saw that stance, but anyway, go ahead. Oh yeah. You know, we, <laughs> and you know- <laughs> things are just in us. It's so okay. funny because like, if you look at my posts, if you look at my posts, anytime I start with, yo, <laughs> don't. No, my favorite is when degrees you, have changed right. nothing but my pay scale, honey. The, the uh, My favorite is when you be like, so first of all, um, <laughs> I don't really know where to begin here, but let me just start at the top, okay? Let's just start at the top. <laughs> and we're going to take the cedar route. I'm like, because okay. this will be a longer one. Listen, okay. and, and they need Because you have a many ways that you are wrong, and I want to hit everyone. We're going to I don't want to miss Point anything. by point, okay? Right. I don't want you to miss this. Um, so first you said this. That was wrong. Let me tell you why. Yes. This was wrong as well. Not as wrong as it was, but let me tell you why this was wrong. <laughs> um, also, like, if you if you feel like you can fight, run up, get done up. Like, like, at, the, at the bottom line of all of this. If, <laughs> all of this is like, no matter up. what. I said what no I matter said. what. And the you're not going to fight. As educated as I am, nobody forgets how to fight. Okay? Young jock. Nobody forgets how to fight. In the words of the prolific young jock, if you got a problem, Say it to my Say, face. Okay. <laughs> and we can knuckle up. Anytime. Match energy. So tell me how we're going to act today. Any place. Is it a good day? Anytime. Anytime. Okay. You know. Are you going to get funny? Because I could get hilarious. What you want to do? I will be, I will tell, I will turn it to Lou Let now me so tell, quick. I will be sister, a queen of comedy, On the honey. stage at the comedy club. Okay. Do you want to do this? You know. Let's uh, get stupid. Okay. Walk a walk Some days, walk-a. you know, some days, you know, I'm taking the high road. Some days the high road has traffic jams and I'm going low. Uh, yeah. No, I'm going yes. low. And that's my business. I can't if yeah. I want to. And that's my, you know, right. Um, But most of the time I try, I, I hope to like take breaks. Um, I also have been starting to just be aware of like outsourcing. Like for example, um, I wasn't using like babysitting services as much. So I'm using that more. Um, my, I use, uh, she's coming today and she's coming tomorrow today. I'm hanging out with me. Mm -hmm. My husband was like, Oh, the sitters come in. What are we? And said, I'm, I, it's a me day. I'm probably going to go somewhere and read a book. She's going to be here from six to 10. Mm -hmm. You do whatever you like. You can stay in the house, play the game. You can go out the house, but not tonight. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to hang out tomorrow, I got you. I'm free. (laughs) But tonight my calendar is full. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's why. So also outsourcing that. Um, I've also tried to integrate like with the parenting aspect of it. I've been trying to integrate more, not solely focusing on just the play, but incorporating my children in the stuff that I have to do anyway. Yes. Um, like yes. I got to cook anyway, mm-hmm. wash your hands. I'll give you a task with food. That's never going to touch this plate. Cause your hands, even when you're <laughs> yeah, washing, you're not no, it's not. <laughs> so like, you know, <laughs> chop those, chop those vegetables. Yes. We need them. Mm-hmm. I chop them. <laughs> yes, we chop them. <laughs> Help mama out. <laughs> um, and then like, so I've been more trying to like incorporate them in that. Um, and honestly, um, I'm very, I'm very lucky, not lucky. Cause we work at this all day. Cause mm-hmm. It ain't no fair. Uh, me and my husband, we work at it. Mm-hmm. We, our communication has gotten better over time because mm-hmm. sometimes we have to over communicate um, because we have missteps and we always, um, we're just very open about the the stuff that we need help with mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't help anyone to not be open about yes. it. Um, 
and to like hold that resentment on it. So honestly, communicating, um, and sometimes I don't have to say anything. Like uh, the other day, it took like my son, he just would not go to the bathroom. And I legit, like, I was like, hitting, I was like hitting the wall. <laughs> and then he just came in, took the boys, took them upstairs. Yeah. I didn't have to say anything. Mm -hmm. And then I took a breath, sat down and read, um, and then made dinner. Mm -hmm. And nothing had to be said, right? So like, but when things do have to be said, I state that like, I need a break. Yeah. Um, and also it can help a lot of people just because your needs are different than someone else's doesn't invalidate your needs, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes I need more breaks than my husband does. And that doesn't make anything wrong with the breaks that I need to take. Mm -hmm. You want to, you don't need as many breaks. That's what's up. I need five for every one you need. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that you need one, but I need five. Yeah. And I'm going to stop feeling guilty that my needs are different than yours yeah. mm -hmm. because it's not even like you're saying, oh, you need another break. I just randomly in my head have just felt, you know, just randomly feeling bad. So I like normalizing the fact that just because your needs are different than someone else's yep. doesn't make my needs any less valid mm -hmm. than yours. It's just different. Um, and having that support system in my home is very helpful yeah. because if not, it's all going to break down. Like, and I just understanding what's best for me is what's best for the household. Because, you know, if something goes wrong with me, nobody, nobody. It will never <laughs> thrive. run. You know, the way no it one needs will thrive. To, okay. Because if I'm exhausted and I'm depressed, <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't be the parent you deserve. Mm -hmm. I can't right. be the human I deserve. Right. And I can't be the partner you deserve because mm -hmm. I'm just taking in too much. So I really have had to, like, I have to say internal dialogue for me. Mm -hmm. And then when I miss it, because I will, mm -hmm. I just have to take a step back and normalize that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, like anytime my patients, like, they're working on a goal and they're like, oh, I messed up. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, the only difference so between a lapse and a relapse is thought yeah. and intent. And deciding to work on it. So let's see what happened with why why didn't you meet that goal? Like, is it too difficult? Yeah. Did we jump in too early? Are you not ready for it? Do we need to adjust it? Mm -hmm. Um, is it unrealistic? Yeah. I mean, two steps forward and one step back is still a step forward. Mm -hmm. And that's just math. Every time people say that, I'm like, what I hear, what I hear is you're frustrated and right. you still made progress. So yeah. I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna be happy for that progress. Absolutely. I think that's amazing. Shame, Absolutely. shame is something that is always just seems to come so naturally to mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. we self-shame but i think it's because we've been conditioned to be ashamed mm -hmm. uh, because i agree our humanity like you said this has been our we have been dehumanized and so yeah. the ways in yeah. which people make grace and space for others we don't even allow and that that's so wrapped up in so many things this idea mm -hmm. of comparison this idea of comparing you know comparing ourselves to unrealistic ideas ideals and yep. examples and people who we don't know in yep. context. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have context. We're just sort of seeing snapshots of what's happening mm -hmm. and, and making assumptions. I love that you are are calling these things out and being so vulnerable about the ways in which you are cultivating this practice of being mm -hmm. your best yeah. you. Yes. Um, because it is absolutely a practice. And one of the things that I'm trying to help myself to remember, uh, we talk about it a lot, uh, is that practice... You know, when you were athlete, like when we were, when I was playing sports in high school, or whatever, some practices would be dope practices. Other yeah. practices mm -hmm. would be hard be and hellish. Yeah, and, and I couldn't. You know, I felt like I couldn't get anything right. Um, I'm still practicing, and mm -hmm. and, yeah. and the progress is still still there. And so, in all of this, adulting life in general it's all a practice it's all it we don't ever get to a place of like oh fully i am fully arrived all things are mm -hmm. well and wonderful and i know all <laughs> things and no one can tell me otherwise uh absolutely not like they're mm -hmm. like come on like everybody has everybody loses a game 
Even Michael Jordan. Everyone, like, all of the greats mm-hmm. lose. Even Michael Jordan in his big yeah. jeans. He loses My games, God. too. It's and he's, he's, he he's lost more than games, but that's another conversation <laughs> for another day. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> one that I don't like discussing either. Oh, um, you've got to come back but- because we didn't get to touch on... So many things, actually. Yeah, I want to like. I was, I was so wordy. I, I like. I was like, man, I just, you know, when they were tagging podcasts and we were already in the chat, I was like, hey, so, you know, I, I didn't want to assume, I didn't want to overtake, you know, because mm-hmm. we cool. But um, like, if you got some space, I would love to be on your podcast, girl. You ain't say nothing but a word. Yes. Invite in. I was like, okay, I just, I didn't want to make no assumption. And you've got to, and, and on top of that, you've got to come back. Got to. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I would love to have Dr. Martin down to the trash. When we go through the pop culture. Oh, don't play. Because we need your perspective. I love that. Yeah, we, oh, we need, can absolutely. I love when people bring me on for professional stuff. But, like, if you all, let's also, can we talk about just some mess? Like, let's get to the mess. I think that would be incredible. Because I'd love to hear your take on the SWV escape business. I want to hear all well, of it. And you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here is it. I'm ready. If we're, even like with the billing thing, Mm -hmm. okay, I think both groups are amazing. Mm -hmm. And I do know that one group was, you know, built off of like an amazing, they they were able to make it this way because the way was paved via another group. Mm -hmm. And that's just fat. That's just historical. I think you and I spoke about that a while ago. (laughs) You can just... I mean, it's easy to walk when the space has been cleared, but people had to like, literally. I mean, and it's just like it doesn't it doesn't downgrade your your what you brought to the table at all. It doesn't. It's just the truth. It's what Um, it is. And honestly, just it's just. I I mean, I I think they were stunned because I I feel like I can understand why they were stunned because I would be like. what? Are you serious? Well, yeah. Like, I, I would have thought I was being pumped. To me, it's like mm-hmm. all in the name of capitalism, right? Because I feel like the scarcity mindset that white folks have impressed upon us makes us believe hmm. that it's only one top spot, right? Hmm. When the truth of the matter yes. is, it's enough out here for all of us to for win. For all of us. And mm-hmm. there's no, yeah. there's nothing wrong with us sharing, okay, no. uh, the spotlight. The, mm-hmm. I mean, we're not talking about, like, we can get into the to the details of difference, but why is this like? What are they always comparing and competing for number one? Who's your best? Who's your favorite? I can love both. Two things can be true at one time. Mm-hmm. The reasons why yep. I like Escape are the reasons why I like Escape. The reasons why I like SWV are the reasons why I like SWV. They don't mm-hmm. ever have to cross. They don't have to compete, right? And then and plus the nostalgia associated yeah. with them. Um, you could do a whole episode on scarcity mindset because that's something that has been embedded in us and it's a result of white supremacy, hmm. right? Like, because even when they were proposing compromises, I'm like, I feel like these are valid exactly. compromises. And yep. I was so surprised with the way it went because I'm like, I, I feel like these are all valid <laughs> because things. Like, I, 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 I would love to see all of this. That's why I was so like, If you can oh, have the oh. gumption to steal from your relative, but your greed, sibling. Well, that's a concern. Ego and greed, it all happens like ego and greed sort of clouds our our sensibilities and good judgments, right? Mm -hmm. Because my thing is like, listen, and no one's denying, Candy and Tiny have, you know, made their bones and they they are now, they are now known by a whole new generation because of their Mm -hmm. uh, reality TV work, right? Yep. Okay. And that's fine. That's that's fine. That's true. 
that's no one's no one's denying that. That's why my mm-hmm. thing is like, if y'all are more rich and more popular, then just be that. That does not make you better or yeah. more deserving than mm-hmm. the other people that you're working with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. we would we I would just love for us as a people to realize that I don't have to tear Dr. Martin down in order yep. to be Dr. Kia. I don't yeah. have to like we yep. both can be both like and the and we are actually more powerful, more fruitful mm-hmm. together. Right? Mm-hmm. Her platform plus ours reaches more people mm-hmm. than if we over here fighting yep. and arguing about this the internet that everybody has. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Everybody has it. Mm-hmm. Black women have put me on more than anyone else in this world. Exactly. Like when it comes to like collabs, when it comes to anything, I will never, you know, I always will just audit people. When people are like, oh, well, how do you do this? I ask. Yeah. Exactly. What's the worst they're going to say? I'm no. already at no. Right. I have never had a black woman come at me in an abrasive way when I'm asking for help. No. In my life. And I know a lot of people be like, ever? No. Mm-mm. I have never had an, like, now, there'd be some encounters with some women in the street and, like, you know, youth people, uh, you know, just, you younger humans. kids ain't got no sense. And, yeah. and I ain't had no sense either. Listen. So you got what you put back. <laughs> God's times two. So I get that. That's why. And, that's why. like, as an adult, as someone who's more aware of, like, Anger, um, depression manifests as anger. As as someone who, as a youth, had a significant time of having a funky attitude mm-hmm. too, I don't see those people in recoil. I see those people and be like, I know you heard it, sweetie, mm-hmm. and nobody has spoke power <laughs> exactly. into you in a while. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm gonna do that for you. Mm-hmm. You gonna lower those shoulders, and we gonna we gonna kick it. Like I get it. And yeah. as an adult, I very rarely see that coming from other women as adults. Yeah. Like it may be the fact that people are too busy and they may forget to respond or they don't feel like responding. That's that's understandable. Mm-hmm. You don't have to respond to everything. But I've never had an encounter with someone. I reached out to someone, yeah. and they said, "I have no interest in doing this. My platform does not align with yours." Yeah. I, I'm never more supported yeah. than when I'm around black women, yeah. yo. Like, so yeah. what? As a whole. I've never had it. That's mm-hmm. why when it went that way, I was like, I, what? Exactly. Like, and, you know, and also, also, I will always say, because um, I got asked one time, oh, would you ever do like mental health stuff on TV? One, I always feel like therapy is a very like sacred space. And if the patient is okay with that, fine. But two, you lose an ability to engage in authenticity even if someone is being present with when cameras are there mm-hmm. like i would have loved to seen how that would have would have went if i never got to see how it started exactly. or ended right exactly. like i would have loved to have seen like because the level of vulnerability that has to be present the level of judgment that's going to happen when stuff gets recorded and re-recorded you know that kind of gets in the way of your your ability to like process stuff too mm-hmm. yeah right mm-hmm. everything has to be processed in the moment there's no time we have to record we got to get this thing and i just I really, I, I really don't think it would have went the same way if it wasn't recorded. I, would, I, I, like, agree. I feel like people need Probably space not. to process, like and cameras at another. I just, dimension. I, I think yeah. scarcity mindset is really a thing that needs to be discussed because I have that. That's the thing that gets in the way of that contributed to Black Superwoman syndrome and me and me overbooking myself mm. because oh well, I know I said my rate was this, but five hundred is better than no hundred. Exactly. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. It's, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not worth not it. By any means. When when mm-hmm. when you realize worth it. that your time. Like if I'm learning this lesson as well, right? Oh, I could do it. Could I do it? I could do it, right? But when I, you get to a point where you realize that my time cost, the t- like the time mm-hmm. that it would take me to prepare to show up and do things, is an yes. investment that you know I I, I lose. I am losing mm-hmm. by taking mm-hmm. or do, taking on too much and doing things that if that are you know I'm undervaluing myself. And so it is yep. the scarcity mindset. 
is everywhere. It is something that we've been sort of conditioned and steeped in, and we have to really work hard Mm -hmm. to resist it Mm -hmm. and, like, call it out when it's when it's there like it should never be because i'm sitting there watching them and i'm just like does candy need coco to say yes i acknowledge that you're better than me like it's like that's what the the conversation felt like it was like she wanted like she wanted them to to acknowledge that we are more popular than you we like you want to you want them like how is that's not nice like like Mm -mm. it seems Mm-hmm. And why is it necessary yeah. for you? Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like, I did. Somebody asked me to do like a like a brief interview about main character energy, mm-hmm. um, and they and I was like, yeah, main character energy, self love, self preservation. I said, and you also have to realize that you're not the main character in everyone's story. And if you want to be, ask yourself why. Why is that important to why? me? Mm-hmm. Why is it important to be the main character in everyone else's story? Why do I have to be centered in that dynamic? Like. You need the answer more than I need to ask you the question. Like you, you need that answer to go mm-hmm. forward. And why is it important to you to feel like let's 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 measure the levels of popularity? Yeah. I mean, how do we even measure that for a time of buying stuff digitally versus buying stuff only, exactly. you know, exactly. or or doing tours mm-hmm. and people not recording it, and the only way they get to see you is by paying to see you, so they paid more to see. Like, <laughs> yeah, why like is that really comparing followers to concert goers? It's like I can follow you for free, right? Except, and it's not like followers. <laughs> I mean, like, what? So many people are just like, you know, and everybody following you don't like you. This is what I need you to understand. Everybody that's following you don't like that to be angry. Exactly. And I feel like they need to have more conversations about. A lot of times, people will. um, When you're talking about scarcity mindset, I feel like you need to also mention like this is a justified thing. Mm -hmm. It was a time where um, they made made us like fight to be have respectability politics, and um, we only gonna let five of y'all in here, so fight to the death. Hello, affirmative Um, action. There was a time, (laughs) affirmative action, and even with affirmative action, European American women have benefited more from affirmative action than Black people ever have and ever will. And I can tell you about every French intern I've ever worked with. (laughs) Exactly, benefited way more than us. Like. Oh, my CVs are multiple pages. Mm-hmm. Yours is what? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so it's also that. But, like, this is this is something that's, like, passed down. This is something embedded into premise. Like, yes, we did have to fight for that. Oh, yes, a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. But now we got people building their own tables. Mm-hmm. You can go with Shirley Chisholm, bring your own folding chair. Or you can be like, I don't even want to be in this room with your funky table. I got, like, a dining room. <laughs> I don't need it. Just, uh, highly enameled. You got, out. like, a fold-up exactly. table. I don't want your fold-up table. Okay? I got a restoration hardware table in the other room, and the food is better. <laughs> Okay, like I don't need to be here in the first place. Right. But so many times we it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't benefit capitalism. It doesn't benefit white supremacy for us to realize and to be empowered with like, I don't need to be here. I don't need to be anywhere where I'm not wanted. I don't want to be here. So it benefits them for us to be like, well, there's only one spot to come up with those articles. Mm -hmm. 30 under 30. I want to see 40 over 40 Mm -hmm. or 50 under 40. Like, I don't I don't you know, because even with those articles, I'd be like, who cares? (laughs) Because like, yes, I want to I want to affirm. I want to affirm the fact that you were able to do this. However, the fact that we're focusing on age actually makes me not want to read the article Mm. because uh, I want to focus on the fact that you did this in your realm, not that you did it between a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. because there's a scarcity mindset of let me do this before I turn 30 because it's all downhill from there. Your brain doesn't even stop moving until 25. Hello. All of this, like, like it just creates this culture uh, mm-hmm. that's yep. insatiable, right? Because mm-hmm. we will never, we're not going to make every list. We're not no. going to check nope. off every box. And we're not going to make even, most lists, honestly. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, what are we chasing? What are we chasing? Mm-hmm. And it is anti who we are because I've always yep. believed, and I said this for years, 
there is something in us as black women. I think it is our nature to mm -hmm. love and affirm. Can't nobody compliment you like a black yep. woman mm -hmm. and mean it. Yep. Yep. And it don't even yep. have to be nothing. Like I see, I see Dr. Raquel and I say, okay, earrings. Like, yep. all right. Let's do okay, it. You know what I'm saying? What? Like, you Listen. know, it's a thing. Let's get it. And that thing right there, the way that we do it makes everybody else mm -hmm. in the room feel seen. That's who we mm -hmm. are. And for mm -hmm. some yep. somewhat somehow along the way, uh, it's been choked out of us. And we've been distracted yep. from that, which is who we are. And I'm yep. really trying to get back to that like yeah. i don't want to compete i i fully embrace who i am mm -hmm. i don't i'm not threatened by difference and one mm -hmm. of the most yeah. beautiful things about jade and i's relationship is that we love each other in all of the ways that we are fundamentally different mm -hmm. when i need mm -hmm. jade she shows up for me Mm -hmm. And yep. that is the bottom line. It's never mm -hmm. like, let me tell Kia how to live her life. Let me tell mm -hmm. her all the ways in which I don't think that exactly. she should do this or that. When mm -hmm. you need me, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And so we have gotten away from that and competing. And also, I just really hated to see all of that. It was embarrassing. Yeah. It was very cringe to see these And it two went viral icons. so exactly. quick. And I'm like, I don't even think people saw the show. I think they just saw exactly. those clips. Oh, I didn't like, see the show. Oh my God. I'll say it. I didn't see it. Exactly. I just know. But they but they, they pushed the clips more than they pushed the they show. Did. Two iconic I saw them clips are now only known for a beast, right? These two iconic groups, their entire catalogs and careers have been reduced to them mm. arguing on Bravo. Yep. Yeah, and it's like I, and you know Bravo be doing. Mm, let me tell you something. Let me, listen, I, I, because stay away from Bravo. Let, because like Bravo, I, I, there's a there's a. Let me tell you, I, I'm gonna call names. Mona Scott Young don't like y'all. Man, Andy Cohen don't like y'all. Definitely don't. And the nigga who owns Zeus don't like y'all. Andy, yep. I don't think the way that Andy Andy does not handle us well, and I no. I think he no. thinks he does, but he mm -mm. does not, and it mm -mm. bothers no, me. No, I think I think he legit just really. I mean, I, I I'm very well aware that they enjoy their money, mm -hmm. um, but I don't really think like just the way he engages. I think he doesn't really see these women as, as human beings. I think no. he just sees them and as he's like made, he's gotten rich. Just props. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's gotten rich off of exploiting the lives of of black people. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. And like I, you can. Oh, we got a show for you. That's what's up. It's on Bravo. No, thank mm -mm. you. Mm -mm. No, thank you. Now, when you get Bounce TV on the line, or when you get <laughs> like you know Somebody. Oprah Network on the line, yeah, I'll show up there anytime. But I don't. I just it's it's just not. I don't trust mm -mm. it. I I legit will listen for what network shows are on, mm -hmm. and that will impact my 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 likelihood of tuning in oh, because they, it's just because you can even look at the commercials on certain networks and yeah. say. Oh, yep. look at who they're... Okay, you see how, who they're catering to right now. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't The way that it. they have handled and mishandled critical discussions like colorism yeah. and all of that is, you know, we... The casting that would address colorism, <laughs> the conversations that I'm just like, mm, people not being called black enough, be, and just recording this. And, like, even just having just the wherewithal to be like, A... Hey, this is going to be on a huge platform. And it would be great if we could take the time to actually like, like deal with it, process like, call this it and address a, it yes. in like a safe space. Yeah. Not tell us about your boyfriend. Yeah. And you don't hear them saying that, but that's what they say. Because anytime they do those clips where it's just like, how do we get here? It's why production. Is, ask it. It's production driving this? the whole, even when you the have unnatural com conversations in group settings, and that's production. They're not friends, they're not friends yeah. in real life. They're, no. they're a cast. No. And the ones that were friends in real life are not friends exactly. anymore. Exactly. 
Exactly. They're not friends anymore. Exactly. That's why I always state like, um, <laughs> I have had moments on social media where my hair look a mess. I have legit eaten rice off my shirt because I was like, what is that? Is that rice? Oh, that's rice. <laughs> that's from today. Like, I, I legit try to be, I'm like, you know, I very much heal in public for those who heal in pro- to help those heal in private to normalize it because it's just like, I don't have it together all the time. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I'm over here crying because I'm exhausted. People will be like, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Cooking dinner. Just cried 10 minutes ago. Got that out. And I feel like it was free. <laughs> Woo, um, so today is a better. great day. Yesterday was an okay day. <laughs> Um, today is an 80% day. I had 100%, but I wasn't giving 100% to this. Mm-hmm. So I gave 80%, mm-hmm. right? Like just normalizing because I feel like there's not enough on T, like on screens. Yeah. Because at this point, Instagram, TikTok, all of these are TV too. Screens, yeah. About the fact that like, no, I don't know what the freak out. I, I had a whole video about like, I never really got to wear lipstick because I'm working with you doing all this work and I don't have time for lipstick. I got 50 mm-hmm. different jobs. So now you put on lipstick. In my 30s, I'm like, oh, let me see what I like. Not this. I don't like this. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do this. But just even just learning so yeah. that there's no aspect of like, oh, well, I learned makeup young. Not me. Mm-hmm. I'm, st- I'm still learning it. And it's still fun. Mm-hmm. And just being transparent because there's so many, these people like, we're supposed to like, ideology, it's just, it's like ideologies with people. And it's just like, the only thing that's constant is change. Practice makes progress. Yeah. Like I... You're going to you're going to miss up and that's OK. And I don't think so. You know, social media is a place to just attack people for their yeah. missteps. Mm-hmm. Like just normalize mm-hmm. it like, oh, you know, today, you know, I was hanging out with my child and I was just like, you know what? I don't I don't want you to play anymore. <laughs> you always tell me you're telling me I do it wrong and I don't want to hang out. Like I, I mentioned one thing like, oh, I don't want to take my kids to the store. I said I would rather mop the ocean. <laughs> Then take my kids to the store. Yes. The number of people telling me that I am a terrible mom. I said, "Mom, I said I would still rather separate salt from sugar than you. Yeah. You ain't changing my mind. No. You are not changing my mind because you need to go to this." It's not fun. Mm. And and you get to choose. And I have the privilege to choose, yeah. right? Like I have the privilege of things to to do. Yeah. You're not gonna I get blasted for singing hip hop songs. I'm like, so what are you telling me? You just don't like music? I can't I can't cuss and be a doctor. Yeah. First of all, you're not my Who patient. Said? I insulted you because you everybody, YouTube. Everybody. YouTube are the derelicts of motherfucking society. <laughs> no, I don't care what you They are, but they the only people who are actually monetizing creators true. right now. Everybody else, everybody else, they like, oh, what you thought. She's yeah. going to just keep cussing. Like, they fuck you. That's what I'm saying. I was just no, like, you know, just say you don't understand. want to have joy. Just say you yeah. don't want You don't want to me do, to have joy. You don't want you don't to see do anything that makes me happy. You also... You're confused because you're not my patient. Mm-hmm. Somebody was like, I said, well, you talk to me crazy, so I hope that hurt. And someone was like, you hope that hurt. I do. They said, you're a clinician. This isn't my patient. This is not my patient. If you said something to me crazy on the street, I would insult you in person. Why can't I do it online? Mm. I would say the same thing to you in person. Mm. I hope that insult hurt. I hope it stings. I hope you feel that so you know not to talk to me crazy again. Because half the problem with social media is a lot of y'all have not been cussed Child, because Because mm. I'm not the one or the two. Like, Water. you know, I'm not. It's, it's just not this happening. Is... And I can tell people who have been cussed out because they will comment appropriately like, OK, so I just want to double check. And I'm like, OK, I like the way you I'm picking up what you're putting <laughs> down. But the people, the people who I'm just like, you ain't never been in, you ain't never been in a fight before. Have you? No, uh, um, there's so many people who have never been in an actual because sometimes you really got to think like, OK, a lot of times I say I'm going to say what I say and most I'm going to say it. And I'm gonna mean it. I but I know most people have. Not I, I agree, actually, to shoot the fair one, because I mean, that's just they don't even they especially don't even, now. Nah, not now. Mm-mm. You got to know that you can back it up. Yeah. People will be like, free speech. Yeah. I can say what I want, but can I back it up? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to advocate for this. Yeah. May get fired, mm-hmm. but I'm going to still say it. <laughs> you know, like you got to be okay chest. with that. say with my chest. Yeah. And it's like, and the door's there. Okay. I just wanted to say this before I left because I knew this was, was going to lead there. 
And I was okay. I was okay with that. It very rarely is it not worth it to me. So the very bottom rarely. line of this conversation is Dr. Raquel can fight. And so... <laughs> Don't make that Take that fight. away. We might title the episode that. Dr. Raquel. Dr. Raquel can fight. Got these hands. Okay? And I'll also fight for you. I mean, I'll fight for you. You will. I'll fight for you. My goodness. That's how I feel like when we talk about black mental health and stuff, I'd be like, I'm passionate and I'm going to fight for my people. So I will, you you going you to discredit uh, these black women. I'm going to go toe to toe with you That's verbally it. and physically. Don't you, don't you be <laughs> like when they came from Megan, I was like, first of all, okay. oh, I have fought for less. We're, we're going to go less. for another hour if we get into this conversation. Because, because I'm not because. even, I'm like, I'm to Megan's belly button and I still We'll shoot the fair one with you over her. her. So yeah, I'm just like it's just so so we can Dr. Raquel, you have to come back soon. I want to please have me back. We're gonna have Dr. Raquel back where we're gonna specifically talk about trash and break that down as with as much boundary as she will allow us to. uh, On a psychological level, I talk about trash all day. I ain't got no problem. Okay, wonderful, no problem. So we're gonna plan that, and we thank you so so much for coming and sitting with us at the kitchen table, like. Absolutely. I know we were Thank all over the place, me. but you do. You are a woman of many, many jobs, just like we are two women of yes. many jobs. Yep. We are not a monolith, and we've got no. many things going on. So, <laughs> so we're going to talk some more, but we are going to put links in the description box. Please tell the people where mm-hmm. they can find you. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram. Everything is just Raquel Martin PhD. If you want to see my normal, like, day to day life from happiness to eating food off my shirt? <laughs> um, uh, like I had one post where I was like, "Oh, what is that? Just oh, that's my shirt. My shirt's on backwards." Anyway, um, so that's like TikTok and Instagram. It's at Raquel Martin PhD. Um, if you want more long form content, because a lot of times I'll do a post and they're like, "What about this? What about this?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "I see the stats. Y'all pay attention for a mm-hmm. minute and thirty seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to actually see longer form right. videos where I'm exp- I'm talking about topics in like five, ten, fifteen minute intervals, that's going to be YouTube." Um, I also have a podcast, but I haven't recorded in like years. That's okay. Uh, okay. It's um, Mind Your Mental Podcast. I, I find it to be more fun. It's actually, it's been way more fun to me to be on other people's podcasts than to actually manage my own. That might be your That's lane. Fair. And it might be your lane. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. And we uh, have, when you come back to talk trash, we will also have you back for Q&A because I want you to quickly yes. tell the people about Ask Dr. Raquel. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I do, I do questions where, um, you know, it's not, it's not a substitute for medical advice. However, I do have, you know, I'm licensed in 30 States guys. I I practice for a living. Um, so asking questions, the last two questions, one was about grief, um, which I think is very valid. Another one was about, it was more of a messier one. That's the one I started with. And it was this guy and he was like, my, um, my girlfriend always wants my phone. And I was like, for what? <laughs> to do what? What if she wants your phone? In so it? I went into, I went into, I was like, okay, so let's look at this as a human, you know, mm-hmm. I'll give you the clinical answer and then I'm gonna give you the what she think you cheating answer yeah that's exactly um, what it is but but that's simply how i do the remixes that's how i do the remixes too like this is a viral video and this is also telling of what the current time is yeah, so yeah. let's let's talk about yeah. the messiness but also from a clinical perspective like there are things that are going on in this video mm-hmm. so i do that um you can send an email to ask dr martin at raquel martin um and then I, I just, like, answer them. I like the really technical ones, but I like the messy ones, too. Good times. Um, <laughs> because, like, oh, I just do. Because I really like the messy questions. Because I'd be like, when I saw the phone, I was like, there were a lot of really deep ones. But when I saw the phone one, I was like, oh, I'm starting with yeah. that. Yeah, y'all know <laughs> we love to get knee deep in y'all's business. Let's do it. And I really, I 
just, I like the give and take. Yeah. I like the podcast. Like the thing about social media is like you put your stuff out there and you got to, you get to choose your stuff. But I actually really like, sometimes I forget all the stuff I know, but I like when people just ask me stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I like the live, like just ask me and I'll Mm -hmm. tell you. And if I don't know, you know, we can find out, but I really like the engagement. And when social media is done right, it's supposed to be about engagement. Engagement. Absolutely. And I feel like we've kind of lost that um, when it comes down to it. Yeah. Because everybody's trying to make money now. Yeah. So I I really like that. I like when people comment and do all that. Yes. Okay. We're going to have you back very soon. Uh, Thank you so much for sitting with us. We really appreciate you. Um, And for all of the awesome, amazing work that you're doing all across the interwebs. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much for your service. Y'all sit where, uh, keep it where you got it. We'll be back with the next segment. Yo, if you thought the McCrispy was bussin', hold up. Bacon and Ranch have entered the chat. Say hello to the Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's limited time only. I deserve All right, this week in Black Women's Self-Care, I am... Uh, still on my fitness journey, working through the things. Come on. Squarely in my eight-week challenge down to the Herflex Fitness. Shout out to everyone who reached out uh, to me, all the girls um, in the DMV area who are also participating in the challenge. We are in it together, Come child. On. Okay, on. we are in it together. We are doing what we have to do. Um, and one of the things that I've been working on Coach Maya has been on us. We are working on increasing our steps. I don't think I realized how sedentary I have become mm-hmm. through the pandemic. Yeah. But when I look at the data, right, when I get my get down to my good health app and look on my Apple Watch and see how l- few steps I am taking daily, I'm mm-hmm. really working now toward getting back up toward that 10K a day steps because you know workouts are great and they sort of help our cardiovascular health but you know our overall fitness and weight loss weight management is directly tied to consistently moving our bodies throughout the day and so it's hard y'all because I don't I mean you know now that we work work mostly from home you know Mm -hmm. I walk from my bedroom to the office and maybe up and down the stairs a few times and even when I get on the treadmill Mm -hmm. like you know it's really not as many steps. So I'm trying to be diligent, especially now that it's getting warmer and really trying to get more and more steps a day. And so I'm working on it. That's what I'm doing in black women's self-care, trying to move my body a little bit more. Um, and yeah, if anybody has any tips, <laughs> please, please share with your girl because I'm like, dang, yo, like I literally came home from the gym today and looked at the health app and was like, it's got to be more steps than that. Are y'all kidding? But Sister, it's steps I are not in, easy, but I'm just I just need to sort of get I don't know. I need maybe I need to start my day earlier, start moving about early. I feel like the weekends are fine are easier because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm running around doing errands, doing laundry, mm-hmm. moving about the day. So I feel like I can like get to the 10,000 more easier. But on the days where I'm like today had back to back to back to back meetings Mm -hmm. all day um, and really didn't have the opportunity to sort of get up outside of, you know, I went and got my nails done and I went Mm -hmm. to the gym and now we're recording. So I feel like I'm realizing how much I sit on my tail and I, and I need to do better (laughs) about moving my tail. 
I you know my t- you know I used to do my walks. I got to get back into my walks. Those were mm-hmm. like really therapeutic for me and I have to find because I don't drop Noah anymore. I have to find a way to to be more intentional about that. Like I had a reason before. Now I have to make a reason. So I am with you. But what I did, similar to you in my black woman self-care, mm-hmm. um two things I've implemented. I've stopped taking the elevator up. And started taking the stairs again, not for weight loss, strictly for cardiovascular health. Yes, yes, <laughs> and yes. um, you know, so that I don't sound like a fucking train whistle. Um, by the time <laughs> wheezing, you know, all the it's time. I mean, whoa, <gasps> lungs so, collapsing. It's wild. like grandpa pa. Um, <laughs> so I started doing that, and then Noah and I uh, mm-hmm. have started mommy morning stretches. So because she was like, I'm working on my middle splits and she's been like really stretching herself to try to get her middle splits down. And so so I was like, I have to stretch myself out, too. So how about we do this together? And so our little black lady self care is we are doing our morning stretches and we're making it a thing together. Wonderful. Yes. I'm on time for that. You know, we got to try to be be I have to be intentional. About mm-hmm. the time that I spend with her and making sure that I incorporate her into, you know, more of the things that I'm doing while still respecting my, you know, my time and my and yes. my personal rituals and things. So, yeah, I just want I to. I that. Th- that is my self-care this week. But let's get negative and head over to these petty peeves. <laughs> let's do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P E to the T T Y, honey. All right, it's time to put the petty on parade. Um, and my petty peeve this week is actually not petty at all. It's about people who, who prey on old people. What financially? Terrible. Oh my god. Um, whatever. People who prey on old people. So my grandma calls me today, mm-hmm. and she's like, um. Your auntie told me to call you because you might know what I need to do. She's like, so Amazon called me. And I was like, stop right there. Amazon doesn't call you. No. And, she, and I was like, but okay, keep going. What did they say? So Amazon called me and they told me that um, somebody had used my card or had signed up for an account. Did I sign up for a new Amazon account? And I told them no. And and they said, well, somebody signed up for an Amazon account and opened a Bank of America account um, in your name with your social and ran up over $1,000 on Amazon. But this didn't come off of her card. And so she's like, okay, so, okay, so you're calling me, so now what? He's like, well, here's the person's name and address of who's been who's been um, opening these accounts in your name using your social. And she's telling me this and I'm like, grandma, this sounds like a scam. Like, I don't know. I don't, I was like, did they ask you for any information? And she was like, no, they called me with my information. And I was like, this sounds like a scam. I was like, Amazon would not have any access to somebody using your social security number. They wouldn't yeah. have that kind of information. This is wild. I was like, this this sounds like I was like, and I don't know if they were trying to get you on record saying your name and yeah. like 
saying yes because a lot of these people will do that and then they will use that to for whatever they are able to create within those systems but i was like amazon doesn't call and reach out i was like that's not usually how that goes i was like and Mm -hmm. amazon would not have access i was like and and they're telling you to file a police report but they're giving you the information of the person who allegedly has opened accounts in your name i was like but your account has not been tainted she's like no i was like this sounds this sounds like some weird fraud scam i was like i don't know what's going on but i don't like it i was like so and so then i was like you need to call all the credit bureaus and you need to just um have them put a high alert on your social security number and she was a fraud alert Mm -hmm. so she calls and these motherfuckers were asking her a bunch of questions she's clearly 87 years old they're asking her a bunch of questions and at the end of it go we can't help you and hang up the phone the credit people? The, 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 yeah, I don't know if it was trans, because I gave her TransUnion, Equifax, and um, Experian. So now I'm going to have to call these people and get in the the ass of whatever stranger, really whatever stranger's going to answer is going to have to pay for whatever their coworker did. And y'all are going to fix my grandma's shit and make sure that she's not being but but people who pray and the person told her on the phone too people pray on old people i'm like yeah and you the main nigga right now praying on the old person and i don't know what your plan is but i know that you're up to no motherfucking good she gave me the name and the address and all that but i was like something about this does not feel right i was like grandma and then i could tell go in your call history tell me the number that they called you from. She can't remember, but she tells me what she thinks was the time that this person called. I look it up. It immediately says police, police scam fraud number. I was like, that's the first thing I'm going to do is, is, is cross reference where this phone number came from that called Mm -hmm. you in the first place. Cause Amazon ain't never called me. Has Amazon ever called you? No, no. And when I told her that, she goes, that's what your auntie said. Like, Amazon is one of those companies um, that is sort of eliminating, like, in-person customer service. Yep. Because if you've noticed, when you need to contact someone at Amazon, you have to go through heaven and earth to find a human being. Yeah, (laughs) you have to go through 95 different little portals. And, and, And granted, yes, I have spoken to somebody from Amazon before because I've had to go through all of those steps. Yes, but it's not a seamless process, so it's not straightforward. So I don't feel like they have like an active call center, and I don't believe that they are reaching out to people. Uh, I so don't it think is so. Very Even police scam. don't give you the 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 address and the name. Yeah, like why would they of, give you the name? Yeah, I don't understand why Amazon. If if Amazon, if y'all see someone being fraudulent in my account, y'all file the police report. What I got to right. do with it? Shut the shit down. Like, what are you doing? It's too much. I don't know. So it just it was all wrong and sketchy, and I have to do more research on it that. tomorrow. But I hate it. I don't like it. it, and I and I and I want to blow some shit up. <laughs> like that's how I felt. Understood. Understood. <laughs> What's My your petty, petty piece? It's very petty. It's very petty. As you know, uh, I was in Nashville this week, this past week mm-hmm. for work travel. Um, I, on the plane coming back, it was an evening flight. I stayed a little bit later so that I can have. Some more time with my with my Dida mm-hmm. and my mom, um, and I, you know, so I had an evening flight, mm-hmm. and the entire plane, you know, they turned the lights out because most of the time on evening flights, people sleep, get rest. Mm-hmm. 
Of course, the the young woman sitting next to me was the only only person who insisted upon having her light on. And mm. you know, I understand, right? You're reading, you're not tired. I guess, but like even if I was reading, maybe I'm just maybe it was just me. And I looked around and saw that every I would turn my light off. other person right. on the plane has the light off. I would not be the only light on. No. Like if she and if she had a laptop and was working, maybe that would have hit me differently because I understand people have deadlines and they're working on things. Oh yeah. But she was sitting up in here reading her leisurely fiction her fucking, novel. Uh Fabio books. Yeah. Romance. It's giving, mm-hmm. you know. So I was just looking at her like, wow, sis, really? Like, wow. Well, you just I have to was, read as the world turns right now. Like this is absolutely got to happen right now, huh? I guess for those of us who thought we were going to catch a quick nap, that's just no. canceled. Okay, thank nope. you. Uh, so yeah, Mm-mm. I said that I'm going to get myself an eye mask uh, so that in the future this is not something that will yes. disturb my peace. Yes. But just in the spirit of petty, it's like if you look, I mean, read the room, girl. May she oh shit. Oh, that was <laughs> we, that was a we are all uh trying to just get a little quick hour and some change. Oh my bit god. of silence and peace. Sister, I have been trying to like I'm I'm feeling myself getting very tired these days. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna take 20 minutes real fast. Sometimes you just need, hmm. and you don't even have to. I find that sometimes I'm not even falling into a sleep, but I just yeah. need a time to just sort of be still and yeah. rest and quiet and close just my eyes for just a hot myself. second. I'm just gonna yep. reset myself. Give me a moment, please. Yep. And I need to, especially if I'm transitioning from one part of my day to another, mm-hmm. it's like I'm leaving you know, family space, going back into my own space. I just wanted to just sort of be on the plane and just sort of be in my own. Same. No. But sis had to be over there reading, you know, her her book. And it's like, all right, girl, I hope you enjoyed because just, the rest of us were disturbed. Really just don't give a fuck. The rest of us but were we disturbed. Know that by the world that we live in. And that <laughs> is another episode of Getting Grown Thank you all for tuning in with us for the past six years, every about every week, you know, give or take. Just about. Just about. I did the math when I did. I think we had like, it's like 308 episodes. And if you divide that by six, it does estimate into about 50 episodes a year. This this is what I'm saying. Give so or take like, like 50 episodes weeks out of 52 year, 50 weeks. episodes. We are, listen. Niggas could never up. say anything to me. Do you hear me? <laughs> like. We have done the work. Okay. We have, we have done. And but. no, Kia's mother still don't know. And y'all and shut that's up fine. all over and the I'll, comments. I thank you to keep it that way. And, but, you know, and somebody talking about, oh, out, they're going to send a link down. They I'm better sure. not send a fucking link. <laughs> Listen, I will deal with that when I deal with it. Uh, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. I'm not as adamant about her not finding out. But, you know, I'm not going. I don't feel obligated to sit down and tell her yet. So and it's more me. It's actually more me at this point, I think now, because <laughs> Ms. Rhonda's going to get a hold of the show and look at me different. <laughs> I don't think that she's going to listen. I think even when she <laughs> no, finds she out, she's just going to be like, OK, but I don't but th- she, I don't think she but will. She might see some of the video footage. About that girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My mom is more in the land of Facebook. Uh, and so uh, she does not frequent any of the other social media so I don't feel like it will be something that will cross her desk. But like I said, I cannot 
I cannot. What did Kelly uh, say on Insecure? Remember me different. That's going to be me with Miss Rhonda when she finally get grown. It's not going to be. Kia's not the problem. It's going to be. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Remember me but different, no. Miss Rhonda. It's fine. You know how there's just certain boundaries that you have in place and it's just to sort Absolutely. of keep some peace? Yeah. That's what yeah. this is about. Absolutely. I'm not hiding, but it's just like, I don't want to have to do all of the explaining that will be required. No. To help her to understand what this this is. Because this is outside of her world in all in so many ways. And that's no shade. That's just a fact. It's true. And meanwhile, and her my mother be trying to, to integrate herself yeah. all into the world. Right. And her tendency is to worry. My mom is not the kind of mom that will just be like, oh, that's exciting. She will be like, let me tell you all the ways that this is a horrible idea. <laughs> I know. And... <laughs> Every time, I, my mother is the type though that will go look for shit that I'm doing and then come back and be like Jade, and I'm like, why are you going and looking? It's, it's like digging shit up that you just don't want to. Why are you doing that? And she'll be yeah. like Jade. She's like, do you understand you your mouth on the internet? What that's gonna do for your professional career? Nothing, like, motherfucking nothing. Career. This is my professional career, mom. Thank She's you. like Jade. You've had this mouth fat, but it's just I'm just you know you might be able to be taken a little more seriously, and I'm like. I'm taking motherfucking seriously. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <coughs> um, but yeah, thank um, y'all. We love y'all. Yes, and, we love y'all um, for real. We will absolutely be right here, uh, same time, same place, next week. We appreciate y'all so much for the love and support. Thank y'all for joining us week after week. Um, thank yeah, you to so Dr. Raquel. Out. Oh, yes. Uh, what a wonderful kitchen table talk that was. And, sis, take us out. Why don't you? Yes. Drink your water so you're not over here hacking it up like me. <laughs> Mind your business because this country could just, I mean, this world actually could run so much smoother if that's what we all did. We minded our own business. Yes, wouldn't that just really simplify so many things? It would make things so much better. And lastly... You want to moisturize outside of just your internals. You want to moisturize those externals from the ruta to the tuta. Tell them why, sis. Because your black will crack if it's dry. Okay. And in other people's business. We're trying to shut down thousands of children asking for safety. Okay, bye. They're, they don't have no black. They're just cracked. But goodbye. Y'all. <laughs>